Now, True Wealth, presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Little John and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. All right, gang. It's Tuesday! Yay! I know, it's the best Tuesday you've had all week. And it's not Muse Day or Tunday. Correct, which it's is a even regular better. Tuesday, which makes it awesome. And we are delighted to have you here. Welcome to the True Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, David Littlejohn, in studio with me as... Almost always. Almost always. <laughs> Katie Shook. I love being here. I'm really sad when I miss it. This is my happy place. <laughs> I was... Well, okay, hold on. Your office is your happy place too, though. Oh yes, but so let's but, not so make it sound like there's one. There's radio multiple. though is like really <laughs> the radio is fun, right? And we get to it's almost like playing, right? I I I love our listeners and the fact that we get to share and talk about fun ideas and we get to be a little goofy and every now and then I get to talk about crazy conspiracy or we get to talk about like all the stuff that I love, you know? Well, I mean, we get to talk about psychology, which is what I have my degree in. We get to talk about, I mean, everything, the markets, mm -hmm. your attitudes, what's going on in the media. Like, I mean, hopefully all of you at the end of the day listening, walk away with a little nugget that you're like, Oh, I learned a little something today. Right. And that's kind of why we're here is to spread the wealth and spread the love. That's exactly it. In fact, um, it's one of the topics of the day that we're going to really sort of focus in on a little bit. And what I want to do is talk about a little bit about the why and a little bit about the how and a little little bit about what we're doing. And we'll cover some of the subject matter, too. But uh, some folks, uh, we, we had an article in the News Review about it. We started this back in April with covid and you know and all the students were sent home why does that feel like it was so long ago I know, like it wasn't but it feels i mean you know like i mean i realize as i get older time goes by faster and yet there's things that well it feels like so slow at the same time forever right Uh, like covid feels like it's been going on forever but it really hasn't it hasn't uh so and and i want to I want to keep this program optimistic today and, and positive and, and positive for good reason. OK, we know that there are parts of the world that are literally on fire, oh, metaphorically on fire. There is a lot of chaos. But I think that there is something that we can do politically on fire, politically <laughs> on fire, but something that will be universally helpful, regardless of your political persuasion, gender, ethnicity, race, whatever it would be. And that is improved financial decisions produce better individual outcomes which means that individual is in a better position to do other things to make a community impact or whatever it may be but we can start with bettering ourselves and the very bottom of maslow's hierarchy of that sort of food and shelter thing is the ability to exchange for the goods that you need for survival i love it you're dragging maslow into this right well so yeah there's your psychology maslow's hierarchy of needs so and and if you know anything, Maslow's hierarchy of needs starts at the the basics, right? right? You Food have and shelter. To, you have to find a certain amount of personal security, or you can't move on to personal growth, right? right? If you don't know where you're going to sleep or where your next meal's coming from, you're in crisis management mode, right? So what I want to make sure is that we give people as many tools as possible to get out of crisis management and get into the improvement category, right? Okay, and then follow your passions where they will lead you, but. For what we did when when students went home is at first 
teachers weren't even sure what to do, right? There was no plan. It was like everybody's making stuff up. And parents were looking around going, what are we going to do to fill the day for our kids? Well, yeah, we were looking to the teachers for guidance, and the teachers were like, I don't know. Like, right. we haven't gotten guidance we're from our professionals. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, except for there's, uh, I know there's like this fraction of people out there that have been homeschooling forever, and they're kind of like neener, neener, right? Because uh, for them, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, welcome to like regular life. Actually, that's not true, because I have friends at homeschool as well, and they said it's not, it's not even typical homeschool for them, because normally they still have groups and organizations that they meet with on a weekly basis and stuff so it wasn't normal for them either right. even though they may have been better equipped it was not it, nothing nothing about this has been normal yeah normal is really a funny spectrum. i feel like that like every time you use that n-word like we should just wash our mouths out with soap because like there is no normal yes anymore. i agree i agree <laughs> and and i don't know that we'll ever I, I and everybody goes oh it's going gonna go to back like. to normal and i'm like nothing's going back we're only going to move forward and some of it will look the same and some will look different, yeah, but there's it, no going back. Yeah, we don't get to go back. Some things will sort of drift back to close to what it used to resemble. Some things will not. And we can talk a little bit about that in the crux of today and just sort of the framework because of what I would call structural changes. Okay. Okay. And if you don't know what that means, okay, that's a fancy term sometimes, but structural changes are, think of them as... A, like a mechanical or almost a physical change. But when you're talking about economics, it's not physical stuff. Like a, a structural change would be, hey, you know what? We moved a bridge or a road and we went somewhere else with it, right? Structural change. Hey, we remodeled a home and put a new wing on. Okay, change. We eliminated certain jobs that will never come back in the economy. Structural change. Right. Okay. Or businesses. It's, it seems like it's theory, but like when a business changes the way it's going to operate in the future and it's not going to return to the previous model, that structural change then impacts the availability of jobs and who interacts with that business and how. By the way, I never thought face masks was going to be the booming business that it is. I just want to say that. Like I was shopping online and it was like, oh, kids face masks. And I'm like, now clothiers are selling these, right? It's not a panic anymore to have one. It's a like, no, this is part of life. And now we're going to have yeah. part of fashion is your face mask, which I was like, where did that come from? But this is not working well for dermatologists. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe they're just going to be super busy for a very Maybe. long time. Job security, dermatologist. Well done. It could be. Could be. <laughs> uh, I will be uh, publicly on the record saying I'm willing to comply with face masks because I'm willing to comply with law. I believe in the law. If you don't like a law, I think we have processes to change it, but I believe we're supposed to follow them. It's kind of my weird sense of justice and fairness and so forth. I do not like masks. I don't think anybody likes wearing them, honestly. Yeah. I I'm, think there are certain professions that are just kind of used to it, and I would say that they have different types of masks than maybe the general public wears. I don't but, know. But I, mean, I am not a fan of breathing recirculated hot air. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I feel like it's like my dog breathing. You know, like when you're a pet, uh, if you've ever had like a dog breathe on you and it's that hot breath and you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah that, you can see if, the face he's making too. Oh. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's about what it, the sound is what it looks like, <laughs> just so you're aware. But then it's like you realize that hot breath is you and then you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh no, it's me. Oh, no. And I can't outrun it. <laughs> I Should can't we, turn away from it. Can we make like mint flavor, like mint scented masks so that Ooh, when, we, there's a, see, when we breathe again, at least it's minty fresh and not our hot breath. All right. That... <laughs> you're on to something here. 
Uh, don't eat garlic before you put it on. That's all I gotta say. Oh no! <laughs> Here's your PSA: don't don't eat anything really stinky or onions before you put your face mask on. Wow, unless uh, you're like you know vampires, right? And then <laughs> maybe, maybe, then maybe. Anyway, so well, the kids were home. We decided to do something that started out as a novelty, and it started out as a response to many of our clients, right? And not novelty like, oh, who cares? But novelty like, well, this will be kind of fun. And what we didn't count on was that it would start to get traction and people would share it. And we did it for the month of April. And we did it every day. Except almost, for like, almost every day. There were like day. two days in, in April, two Fridays that we didn't do. Otherwise, I think we did like every day uh, in yeah. April, but two like Fridays. Like Monday through Friday, David did a podcast. It wasn't a podcast. It was an actual or you, like, live YouTube? stream. We live did a stream? live okay. stream on YouTube and Facebook. And then all of these have now gone to YouTube. Nice. Okay. So So Little John FS on YouTube. Yeah, Little so, John Financial so you Services. Can go look up Little John Financial Services on YouTube. And we put all these videos in a series and it was the things about money they don't teach in school. That was the title of the workshop. And a lot of these things we've talked about on the radio. Well, yeah, but we sort of organized them and made some presentations around it. And so there's probably twenty or so lessons that we did over the month of April. There were all these little mini sessions, and the rules were we were trying to keep them to about a high school about education. 15 level. minutes was the maximum. Right. So, our goal was to make them about 10 minutes long. Sometimes they were between 10 and 15 minutes because of just, you know, some time at the beginning or time at the end or some QA or something Let's like that. Let's be honest, attention span. Things start getting too long, and you just. Right. And so, that was the purpose was to not make right. them too terribly long. But we did this in order to. Because a lot of our clients said, hey, could you help us teach our kids? Right. And, and they're so, home and they have screen time right now. So might as well jump on. Right. So we geared these to what I said is about age 12 and up. Right. Okay. So and junior high, high school education level. So not overly complex. But here's the trick. Language. We didn't dumb it down. Right. We actually said, well, let's strip away the language barrier. And so if we if there was a tough concept, we just explained the concept and then used regular terms and pictures and so forth to break it down and help people explain it. And a lot of the parents found it valuable. I've had feedback from the parents saying, well, I watched it with my kid and I learned stuff. And we, it, what caught on is the idea of let's start teaching people how the financial system works right. and how to improve decisions so that you can potentially have a better outcome. Right. And let's we'll just give it away on our YouTube channel. And people invariably say, why do you give this stuff away? And there's a really good reason for why we give away give, all why, that knowledge. Why, yeah, like why we give it away instead of trying to do webinars or seminars or any of this. You know what it is? What is it? It's what happens after the break. Oh, I know. We'll da, tell da, you da. what. Like, why this do we give it away? Local no, when we come back, but we're not going to give it away until then. So, <laughs> stick around. We'll be right back. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. And you're listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. Hey, welcome back to the True Wealth Show. I'm your host, Dave Littlejohn. In studio with me is Katie Shook. We talk about the most random things you and i have like over a span of a day over a span of 24 hours we cover some ground we cover so like i mean it, it expands way beyond the financial stratosphere well we have a lot going on these days this so by the way i have a polling question for 
our listening audience. And I want to be very careful the way I phrase this because it could be misconstrued, perhaps. Okay, so you're going to say it, and if it sounds confusing, I'm going to rephrase right. it. The, the and question then is, uh, how many folks... So we've we've wondered about in the financial services arena. So, you know, we do investments and stuff for people and we do financial planning and we do some uh, when I say estate planning, it's like helping figure out how to structure it. We don't actually draft wills or trusts because we're not lawyers, but we but, know a guy, but we know lots of people and we we help folks get organized around it. So, you know, we really do a lot of this stuff in the personal financial world. And one of the things that we run into is folks that are looking for property management. Yes. And so the question is, does that make sense to people? Like that should be part of your line of services because I swear we're doing some of that stuff just as an aside. Like during the break, we're talking about plumbing parts. <laughs> like that, that's just, that's why we're giggling about like, we're talking finance and plumbing parts. Hey, we still spent money on it. It still counts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so look, but okay, enough so about that. So Heather, if, if you have Heather, opinions, if you're listening, put an official poll on our LJFS page. Right. So well, yes or no? Do we do you think property management should be part of your investment arena if you have property and you need something like that? Because sure. like if you don't own real estate, then it doesn't matter. Doesn't really to you. matter to you. But like but if you own rentals, it's you know, are you using a property management firm and. If you could design the perfect property management firm, what would it look like? That sort of thing. Oh, now that's a bigger poll. I was just going to yeah, do a yes or no. that's too big a poll. I was just going to say, like, do you think it should be something yeah. as a service we should offer? If you have an opinion about it, email to info at littlejohnfs.com or uh, go check our Facebook page probably. That's yeah, probably a good we're going to put a poll on our there. Facebook page. We'll have it up within 24 hours. I'll yeah. try to see if Heather's listening. We'll see how fast yep, she can get we'll that done. We'll see how that happens. <laughs> but... Uh, so before we left our heroes at the break, right, uh, I'll remind you, you can get caught up with the podcast, also available at littlejohnfs.com. Uh, go under the Educate tab, and we link those podcasts. Uh, they usually go up the following day. So today's will go up tomorrow right. sometime in the afternoon. But speaking of education, you created this mini-series. Right. And so that was where, well, the, the question, we created this mini-series for kids, right? Right. Well, for young adults. Well, it was for, it, I guess it became really for lots of people because it was... It, it stopped being for kids. It started being for everybody. Just in, it's kind of like the language. If you're about a sophomore in high school, actually probably about eighth grade on up. Right. Somewhere in seventh, eighth grade on up, you'll probably understand it. And, you you know, if you're in seventh or eighth grade, you may not be interested in it, but you could understand it. Right. And, and so if you're in wasn't... high school, you, you might start to be interested in it. And if you're a parent, you'll find yourself going, well, it's maybe not highbrow, but I get it. It's useful information. So all of a sudden it became just good information explained so that a high schooler could understand it. Right, right. So it wasn't necessarily high school curriculum. It was adult curriculum created in a language that most people 12 and up could understand. Right. So we really tried to stick to that, even using sort of simple graphics. So here's an example of one of the topics we covered. We covered the way interest works. And there's a difference between straight line interest, compound interest, and then we talked about mortgage interest, oh. which is straight line interest, but in reverse, which makes it behave kind of weird. Right. And a lot of people wonder, well, why do you pay all the interest up front in the mortgage? We actually explained the why. why. I'm not going to go into it on this show because you could go check it out on the YouTube channel. That, right. that, that, that video is now available. 
So we started doing this, and then people said, well, why are you giving this away? Which was and, the question we left you right? as the cliffhanger right before the yes. break. And there's a really strategic reason. And here's the funny thing. I believe in lots of transparency. We don't have a ton of secrets. There are some things in our practice that are unique to our practice, and there are a handful of things that are secret because they are locked up in like computer algorithms and so forth. And that is a what we will call our competitive advantage. You know, how right. do we distinguish ourselves from it's our secret other people? Sauce. So we have a little secret sauce, you know, like the 11 herbs and spices or whatever goes on that Big Mac <laughs> that we'll makes give it you... taste like crack. <laughs> oh, I say, we'll give you eight of them. We just won't tell you the last three. So, All right. So anyway, why do we give it away? And the answer is, I want you to be empowered to be financially successful. My experience is that when people become financially successful and empowered, a couple of things happen. And one of them is you start to value your personal time different. True. Okay, and so we talk about this in our office. We talk about the relationship people have with money. Yes. Okay, and what what we see is that folks don't want the responsibility of dealing with all the investment elements and tracking the change in tax. They just, they're, they could do it. But they don't have all the time. They well, want to spend it value, with their family and exactly. do other stuff. They value their time differently, right? Like you only get 24 hours in the day. You can't buy more time. So, right. you know. And, and if, you can DIY yourself into a hole, right? And I've done this before. I've this finally, is, no, your ladder, your ladder example was like by far one of the best examples I've heard in a long time. Will you, re, I, I'm not trying okay, to call so you out on it, but I, I built, love your ladder example. Uh, here's, uh, first I'm going to tell you why it was wrong and then I'm going to tell, tell you why it was okay though. Okay. Even though Stop it wasn't trying okay. to justify it, David. Well, this is the only way to justify it. But then I'm going to follow up with something else that you'll it'll make sense. I built a ladder. My daughters. Uh, so I have three daughters. My older two. Each of them has a loft in their bedroom. It's just the way our home was built. It had a big. You have really high ceilings. We have and high just, ceilings, yeah. and the it was when that was framed, and we we moved in this way. We didn't have it built this way. It was just like this when we moved in. Every bedroom upstairs has a loft in it because it was custom framed and they could do it, right? So they just put these lofts in each Isn't room. Isn't it like over the closet or something weird? Like it's, it's just over some kind of, it doesn't matter. It's over an alcove. And, anyway. And so anyway, the oldest got access to her loft and then the middlest had access to her loft. And the youngest, it was, okay, well, she's finally capable of having access to her loft as well. So I... I could have had a ladder constructed, and, and we're, we're we people are saying, well, why don't you just buy a ladder and put it up there? We wanted the ladder to kind of look like it should be there. It's and, a piece of furniture, and we also, you know, we, you know, we secured it in place. That's what that's the word I'm looking for. Secured it so that it, it's not going to fall over or anything. So By we wanted way, it to be safe. David likes to play engineer as well, and like come up with really fun, crazy things. So this is not a standard ladder either. Because you like routered holes and did all sorts of yeah, fun. it ended up so, taking some. It ended up taking time, and I got to play craftsman. And it, and don't any real craftsman's going to inspect this and be like, "You're calling this craftsman?" No, no. I like, look, I'm calling this amateur, amateur craftsman, craftsman, <laughs> hobby craftsman. Yeah. So it, but it was what happened is I ended up spending like two different weekends dinking around on this thing, and so I'd spend like a Sunday afternoon for three hours working on it, and I did that twice. And then I also spent some time painting it, and it kind of stayed in the garage bay that 
my wife's car is supposed to be in. So I had it on sawhorses painting and letting it dry and coming back and repainting and so forth. So there was an impact. <laughs> and bottom line is they took all this time to build this ladder and we teased about it because we tally up the time. If you were to look at professionally what the office earns and you know what my time should be valued at, that ladder costs a fortune in terms of my, the value of my time into that thing. Uh, I could have had it built for way cheaper than I could do it. Right. Way cheaper. So it was not an investment at all. My rationalization is that it was sort of therapeutic, that during the weekends I wanted a tangible project because we work in a world of like, it's all digital. It, There's nothing the way, to touch. It, th 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 There's something to be said about that, right? Because when your ladder was complete, you stood back and looked at it and went, I built that. I know. Right? There was uh -huh, a sense of, a, like, you know, almost a little bit of, like, beating your chest like an ape. Not really. But, you know, there's just a sense of accomplishment. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Uh, but I understand it because I garden, right? And my garden looks really great right now because of COVID, right? The best right. it's ever looked. But because there was something tangible. I could look at the end of the day and said, oh, I weeded that. I planted that. It was complete. You know, when you finish all your tasks on a computer, there's nothing to check off. Like, you're just done. and. Yeah. It never and anything. I feel like sometimes with computer work, it kind of just keeps going and going, and so there's never like a sense of completion for the day. Yeah. So there is there is that sense of completion when something is tangible and you can look at it. So I understand that. That that was it. So that was sort of therapeutic. And I still I go up when I'm tucking my daughters in at night, and oh, I you see look the ladder. At it and I'm smile. like, oh, look, it's still there. <laughs> so it's fun. And I also you know did a safety railing and some other stuff up in the loft. So well, and let's be honest, Lola's like, oh, daddy built it for me. I'm his princess. Like she probably Maybe. thinks I you're just, awesome. You never know. It depends on the day. <laughs> she's. <laughs> She's, you know, the day you built it when it was brand new, she's you were her hero going on 15 until she's not getting her way. And then she's four going on two. two right. So yeah. <laughs> it's typical four year old. Right. Yeah. Well, I have a nine year old going on 16 and it's driving me crazy. She's already yeah. acting like a teenager and I'm not ready for it yet. I just want to say that I'm not, not ready for it. It's not slowing down. And from what I've been warned about, get ready. So, um, <laughs> well, you would know you have one a few steps ahead of mine. So indeed. Holy vey. All right. So anyhow, this that's what's why we give this stuff away. Because if you have the time and bandwidth and inclination to do it yourself, you are not going to be our client anyway. So I may as well help you learn, right? Go have the right tools and be equipped to do this. And let these lessons be stepping stones so that you can be grow in your knowledge and become more advanced, right? So the first thing is understanding. Get your you know, general classes out of the way, and then you can go become a master's and a doctorate and so forth. I would say it's actually the opposite. I think sometimes when you watch a skilled person explain how things are done, sometimes I look at it and go, you know what? That's above my pay grade. Like, I thought I could do it, but there's way more steps involved than what I thought or way more time commitment. And that's when I end up seeking a professional. So I kind of start off on the opposite. Like, oh, I can be a DIYer. And then I watch the video or do the thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not a DIYer. This does not make sense to me. I don't have the tools. I don't have the skill set. And I don't really want to spend the time. Yeah. And see, so, that's why you're smart and I'm dumb. <laughs> Just so we're clear, I am either self-deceiving or arrogant enough to believe I can do just about anything. And then I look at it and later on, usually it's my wife who very lovingly <laughs> says, so tried that, did you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I just, 
the older the, the older and hopefully a little wiser that I've gotten you know there's times when I look at art projects or stuff or you know when people are like oh you can use this stencil and like make your own wallpaper and I'm like I would be good for about 20 minutes on a wall and then everybody'd be like why is there that cool little shape in the corner because that's where I stopped like I am giving up on that project well we're not that, I this is the attention span like I don't have it it's a hundred percent it's not just attention span for me though it's prioritization and where I want to put my time right I am willing to spend frivolously on certain things that ladder was like I said it was therapeutic I wanted to do it but I don't change my I don't even I don't rotate my tires right I have somebody about, else do it let's talk about the cost versus the value the cost was well, not actually high the cost versus value is so valuable that we should talk about it in the next segment. Sounds good to me. All right, so we'll take a break. But stick around because I actually know where Katie's going with this. You're going to want to hear it. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shuck. And you got True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. All right, Gag, welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show, where this time we're not going to talk about what we talked about over the break. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to uh, clue you back in. If you're just joining us, remember the podcast at littlejohnfs.com. It'll post tomorrow under the Educate tab. There you uh, go. So you and can- by the way, on our on our website, it says Educate, Plan, and Invest. And we believe in well, it in that order. You know, I may have Did you recently tweak it? updated said site. So if you go under what we are about, you'll find three tabs that says educate, educate. plan, and invest. But, but my point being is we believe in education first. We want you to know what you're getting your, you know, what you're investing in, what you're getting yourself into. And then plan, right? Because you need a plan. Yep. Because otherwise, you know, you'll end up somewhere, but it may not be where you want to go. And then invest. So, you know, it needs to be kind of in those order. But we were talking about cost versus value. Yes. And this and is so where this I... This is like your favorite place to camp, too. Is so it? <laughs> We're in Katie's space because, you know, you have... First of all, I don't know many people that cram more into a day than you. I have been told I'm a super mom. If there was a definition of super mom, yes. Sometimes super crazy mom. Yes. Right? But definitely an overachiever, and <laughs> the calendar is stacked to the Imagine millionth pile. Imagine me as like a third grader. Like- no. I just, no. Okay. Glad we had this talk. <laughs> Teacher, I'm done with my homework. Can I help you? I want to be teacher's pet. Um, I'm I'm good. Can I help the other kids? Can I? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what do we do with this kid? <laughs> like, do some more art. Can I finish that too, though? Yeah. <laughs> just- but I'm already done with that, and I already well, helped all my right. neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So cost versus value. Well, and the reason I brought this up is because you mentioned DIY, right? You were doing it yourself to build this ladder. Now, the cost was probably not super high for materials. I mean, the materials and all were reasonable. And the reason I talk about value is you kind of stepped on it a little bit in the beginning when you were talking about, uh, you know, spending time with your family. Now, it was a hobby and it was something to do. And maybe you weren't really taking away time with your family or other things that you could have. came out to help here and there. So right. Was... And I mean, you know, if it's the bonding moments, then there's value in that too. But I think a lot of times as a DIYer, we don't value our time. We only look at the cost of materials. Totally. And that's something that's wrong. I mean, and by the way, I even do it with quilting, right? I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's an $80 quilt or whatever it was because that was my cost of materials. 
not counting my time that I had into it. Right. So I think as a DIYer, that's the number one mistake that DIY makes. I think what is your value huge, of time? Yeah, I think it's a huge mistake for a lot of entrepreneurs in general. I just, oh, yeah. I just finished a book. I don't recall the author. I can look it up. But it was called Profit First. And it was such a frustrating book for me to read. Doesn't mean it wasn't valuable. I think for many people, it's really valuable. But here's one of the things that we've established. And Katie reminds me of this a lot. Uh oh. This this is where you'll chuckle. <laughs> I'm weird. Like I'm not normal. My views of are money not are not typical no. because I'm a natural saver. Yes. Okay. So that it's never been a hard concept for me to save or to plan for the future or to for, to defer gratification. That's just not weird for me. And when it comes to business, I was one that before I ever started Little John Financial, understood the way it operated, the way it needed to earn money, and what its bills were going to be, and how much was left over, which was going to be my take income. Home. And I knew that the business, I, like I didn't take on more expenses for the business until it had the revenue to pay for them. Because if I did, then I had no income. Right. What's shocking to me is the number of entrepreneurs that start a business, spend all of the money on the business, and then have nothing left to eat on. And yes. this is apparently pretty typical, so much so that people can write best-selling books about how you shouldn't do that, and people will lap it up like it is some kind of Con like, like new concept. magic elixir. It's right. just like, oh my gosh, the idea of Profit First changed my life. And I just look at them cross-eyed and be like, how did you ever think to start a business yeah. that couldn't earn money for you? Um, so well, and so that makes about, me weird. It does right? make you weird. But it the reason I'm pointing this out is it reminds me also that we all, all of us, you listening and your buddy that you're thinking about or your spouse that's like, oh, here we go, right? We have different problem-solving methodologies and we don't see the same thing. Some of us have a lot in common, right? You know, maybe you've got somebody you've worked with for a long time and you're like, you just, you can almost complete each other's sentences. Yeah, I, I tease about my brother and I, okay? When my brother and I, if we're working on a project together, I can literally like point at something and go, I need the, the, the Is the it the thing. Brad Pitt, and, George Clooney moment? Yes, in... and he'll just, yes, we have these conversations that don't get completed and he just hands me the parts I need and vice versa and we just kind of get it. Because your brains are the same, yeah. Well, he's my brother, we grew up together, we were pretty tight. So that's not a surprise but that one it's a unique chemistry but that's not typical and you know what my brother and i still see the world different we True. have very different approaches to certain things we True. can work really well together because that part is well synchronized other parts are not well and that was one of the things even when i remember interviewing with you and i've mentioned this on the radio i've actually worked with my mom during many different businesses and enterprises um ever since i was little i mean she started grooming me realistically grooming me probably about age 11 or 12 and David kind of laughs at me sometimes because I'm like you're the male version of my mother and I mean that in a compliment because I absolutely love my mother I love your mom too I take it as a compliment. so but it's but it's because in in a different way right I have the checks and balances like there's my mom was a visionary and she's really great at being creative and I feel like you are too and I knew I got kind of trained on how to do the fulfillment. And one thing you always talk about team is say, you know, find your weaknesses and then find someone to fulfill that weakness. Right. So it makes right. you stronger. And so that so you and I have a different kind of relationship in the fact that I don't finish your sentences, but I know how to f like help fill 
Well, it's vision. very complimentary. Cause, right. Because, uh, yeah, we do have different roles in the business. Now, this let me be very clear for a second. Katie is, she's got wonderful ideas and she contributes a ton. So don't think about visionary as if, well, she's just following along doing what she's told. Because, uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you haven't seen, I'm not a great follower. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. But what happens is... Uh, there's a lot of things that when it comes to looking at the direction of uh, evolution, and I'm going to give like a real world example. Yeah, for go minute. for it. Uh, I've been watching the financial industry. I've been in this industry for 20 years. That's crazy to me, right? by the it's, way. It is crazy. crazy. And, and I can almost start to say things like I might be creeping into the category of not young. I don't think I'm old, but maybe not young. So 20 years in this business. and Jeez, so nuts. One of the things that I continue to monitor is a change in the regulatory landscape. See, there's a shift going on right now culturally in the financial industry, and it's a move towards greater transparency and greater clarity. Okay, so you will see what's going on. You'll understand it better because they're trying to change the language and make it easier for people to understand. And they're moving toward a different level of accountability in the advice that you give, the fiduciary standard that we often talk about. Right. Now, that's a transition process that's going to take years and years to complete because there are large financial institutions with lots of money that are st still paying for politicians to hang on to the way it was. True. Right. So they don't want to change things too quickly. But nevertheless, this trend is emerging. And so as we have looked at the way our business operates and the customers we serve and the direction the trend is headed, we make decisions about how we want to operate. And we use the term, you know, it was the Wayne Gretzky analogy. We want to skate to where the puck is going. So we're trying to get ahead of these trends by being that, visionary. Right. Like we we are kind of ahead. Like every time they've passed a new law, every, you know, I know when I talk to other peers in our industry, they're like, oh, are you guys worried? Is that? And I was like, no, it doesn't change anything we've done. We've been doing that for years. So it's actually very comforting to know that you are forward thinking, forward looking. And when I say things like visionary, I know David always kind of politely bows down on that. Visionaries are great people. Like they come up with awesome ideas. They're the dreamers, the doers, they're the ones that want to build empires. And we need visionaries in our world. Um, but we also need doers, right? Visionaries are not good doers. They get bored, right? Your your this completion squirrel. index squirrel. Yeah, yeah that's completion <laughs> index is like 70, 80%. You get most of the way done and you're like, and I'm bored and I'm done. And so there needs to be someone that has a high completion index. We, we invented <laughs> that term, by the way, within our office, but Katie has a really high completion I index. I have a high completion index. Uh, I want to check the box. Right. In fact, the reason Katie's not more of a native visionary is because she will keep her head down on the list until somebody says, hey, look, look up, right? <laughs> True. And, and so here's the joke. If you're flying an airplane, look out the window sometimes, Yeah. right? And she would be really good at IFR conditions, instrument <laughs> flight rules. Like, hey, I'm looking at the instruments. I know where the plane's going. I know where we are in radar. We know everything goes on. Have you looked outside? It's beautiful. What are you talking about? I'm looking at the instruments. <laughs> I'm like, Katie. And, and Katie would tell me like, hey, you need to keep your airspeed up. Stop looking out the window and look at the instrument <laughs> yeah. for a minute. Hello, like, focus, okay, good call. Focus. <laughs> so 
good team, co- pilot, co-pilot, right? But you need that. Like, and, and I mean, even think about a good marriage, right? It's usually not two of the same person. There's a checks and balances in a, in a good in a good partnership and a good marriage. So all of those relationships tend to happen. Why is this important? Well, it comes back to, again, there's this big picture theme, right? First of all, do you want to do something yourself or are you going to outsource it to somebody else so that you can continue to do what you want to do? There you go. Okay. And it's then going to come back to why do we give so much of this stuff away for free? Because if you're going to do it yourself, you're going to do it yourself anyway. But in the spirit of how we believe the industry is going, we want to be transparent and clear. And then if you find yourself wanting to outsource, hey, we know some people. If you don't, give us a call. Oh, I love that. And then to say, we have provided many resources, and that's why we've started this YouTube channel. It's why we do the radio show. It's why we have our webpage as a resource with a bunch of free tools and all the content that we've created on the program. But also, you can watch these videos. You can watch them with your kids. You can watch them on your own. So I want to encourage you to go out. And the other thing I want to encourage you to do is share them. Like and share. Right. So we're, uh, in fact, I will go out on record. Uh, it's it's there's something in it for Heather, okay? You know Heather's one of our team players here, and she she's you know, our chief Katie's air traffic controller. Yep. And David likes to use aviation terms, but she makes sure that everybody doesn't crash into each other in the office. So right, so she's air traffic super control important. is she she controls all of the routing in the office, so she's super important. But Heather has uh, one of her quarterly goals is to get our YouTube subscriber list up. I'm not going to give the number. Okay, but we, we have a target number of people to, to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So if you are so inclined, <laughs> she's going to be really stoked if you're like, you know what? I'll Help a sister to out. Channel. Go like and okay. subscribe to our channel. Because, because <laughs> Shameless she, plug. She, Go be do stoked. it. Um, anyway, look. So there you go. We've got, we got to take one more break here. And then when we come back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the structure of the content and why you want to go check it out. But we got to do this very important break for us. So this is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. And you're listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. That's you. Buttons. I know. Buttons. I know. Pushing buttons. No, I'm getting uh, all kinds of little funnies on text because I guard my cell phone because otherwise I get just overwhelmed. Right? I don't know. You like to blurt it out every once in a while. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, but I did get a neener neener from somebody. So obviously that was part of the earlier part of the show is for those that say neener neener. Uh, you say neener neener. So. Let's be honest. I still say neener neener. Oh, I have. I have. And then I'm to talk about, uh, I can't admit to this because he said, hey, you should talk. So uh, this person helped me select a new mountain bike. Which Ooh. I have not purchased a bike in ages, but I have a new one. It's going to be my Father's Day gift. Uh, so I'm excited uh, to try that, and we'll see just how out of shape I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Confidence <I> figured, is high. <laughs> I figured that out the other day when my kids are like, let's go for a bike ride. And I'm like, why do I live in a hilly area? This is not fun. I, I kind of question uh. my sanity. Maybe I should have got one of those e-bikes that's got the right? battery, and it's like, oh, you're going up the hill. It's like, yeah, we are. I got this. <laughs> That would have been the realistic purchase. Let's really talk about it. I know. It's like, oh, I'm really getting in shape, hon. Yeah, go ride your bike some more. Yep, I got this. (laughs) Man, you're you're barely sweating after that hill. I know, right? I'm so fit. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Said, yeah. Yeah. That's not That conversation doesn't end in your favor either. I just want to say that for the record. 
All right. So, <laughs> talking about our YouTube channel. Talking about giving away advice. Well, and, and you know, there's a bunch in there. First of all, uh, we, we have some, not, you don't get to see everything. We have a client side. So some of the stuff that we share that's just for our clientele, and a lot of that has to do with sort of our economic outlook and so forth and, and why and how we're making decisions. We just don't want to bore everybody in the universe with it. Uh, so we only bore our clients, right? <laughs> Actually, it's, no, I find it interesting. Most of our give, clients think it's pretty good. We give uh, information to the people who want it. Correct. And so we've got this series on YouTube. Uh, we, we really do get all your feedback like if you make comments on there we will we read them. them all if you have requests for things if you find for let's say for example that you're a parent and you're you know you're trying to impress upon your kids something then you can send us a message you can in, email at info at littlejohnfs.com okay and so that'll go into uh we'll we'll get it we'll check it out and then we will we'll respond to the email first okay. of all so we'll we'll let you know uh, and then if it's appropriate, and I say that because sometimes people ask for things that's like, well, baking a cake has nothing to do with what we're trying to, t I, I, I'm not going to teach well, that. Well, and the question is, is it a teachable moment or is it specific advice? Yeah. Right. Are you asking about your situation or are you asking about like a hypothetical situation? I had a parent during the education that we were doing on in April. They said, hey, how about a session on the, you know, how much parents are spending, you know, just what it, what it costs for a kid to be in the house. So that they get a sense of like what what their parent is actually giving up for them to be a, in the I house. I did this. I actually did this with a teenager. And I sat down and I said, you think that, you know, you just being here doesn't change anything. We talked about dividing all of the like utilities by one fifth. And I came out with a number and she went, oh. And like we never had to have that conversation about money again. But I said, okay, well, let's be transparent. Here's the utilities and you are one fifth of that. So let's talk yeah. about that. And by the way. Had she been clever, she would have said, that's not necessarily true because there's a certain amount that's a fixed cost anyway, and I'm only a part of the variable cost there because everybody's using it simultaneously, oh. right? So well, that's like, <laughs> you know, there's a certain access to just have it. I know because we, you know, if you don't use enough, uh, you know, natural gas, for example, you will still pay a bill even if you use none just to be hooked up true <laughs> and it could exceed the cost of any of the gas that you use to keep your pilot true. lights on or whatever yeah so yeah it could exceed your usage just the pay to play right you got to pay to you have know, it in you have a water meter for a commercial building you have a minimum <laughs> fee whether you have water or not are we speaking from experience now what? david what <laughs> what we, I, I would be talking about that on this show <laughs> We maybe need to talk about commercial real estate one day as a show topic. I think it'd be a fascinating one. And let's try to have either a realtor or somebody else on the show I, to I do would that say, one too. I think that that would be worthy of having a guest. I, you know, I know some, but I think we could really benefit from bringing in some pros around right. commercial real estate and talking about some of the ups and downs. Right. So uh, I'm sure our listeners could benefit from that. Although I like the concept of talking about residential more on this program because I think a lot more of our listeners probably have residential rentals, rentals than, than they commercial. Do commercial. There's a lot in common, but then there are little that idiosyncrasies are that oh, are not yeah. the same. Right. So yeah, those are, those are all more, and these are also very good topics that we may start to cover in video format as well, which is why uh, here's the trick. I want to know what you all want to hear 
or learn because that's the easiest way for you. Know, we could guess. Right. And, and David and has no problem will. talking, obviously. But <laughs> but what we like to do is figure out, well, what is it that you're really interested in? And then we will work toward that. Right. Uh, and I think here's the rule. Usually the folks that speak up for every one person that speaks up, there's probably at least 10 people that have the same question. They just didn't want to speak up. I think sometimes people are worried they're going to look stupid if they ask a question. And by yeah. the way, like there's no, st- well, I was gonna say there's no stupid questions. Uh, to which I have a fun standard answer in our office. It, which is? Yeah. There are no stupid questions, just stupid people that ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> that is usually, not true, by the way. Which he usually <laughs> says to me as I'm asking the stupid question. But no, it's <laughs> thank you, David, for that one. Jeez. I stole that one from ESPN. Yeah. Big that yellow was, bus. Let's throw her right under that, that one. Was, no. <laughs> that was stolen from Sports Center from years ago. Oh. <laughs> no, it's you know, I agree with you. A lot of times people are afraid that they're gonna look stupid. Adults are afraid to ask questions to their advisors because they don't want to look stupid or feel like they're uninformed. And it's not like that in our office, right? We don't take that. We're not gonna look at you that way or feel that about you. We like having those questions because a lot of times those questions lead down a path of other things that are really what you're asking. Right. So ask the question and don't worry. We're Well, you've probably seen it here, too. I, I'm not interested in making anybody feel bad or small or otherwise. In fact, a lot of the time uh, somebody will ask a question, but they don't necessarily – there's more to the question. That's than not that. the question. So we talk about the question within the question. Right. That's kind of a favorite. We almost made an entire series, uh, an education series. We may yet called the question within the question. Like when somebody asks this, here's the parts that you're missing. Here's the other questions within the question. And even saying that, saying you're missing it, it's probably more like let's expand on what you're asking because you're asking a good question and there are some layers to it that uh, can be can give you even more complete answer. Right. right. And and that's, I think, the trick is we really want to empower folks with knowledge because I will tell you, uh, here's the funny thing about finance. Right. I don't know that investment pros produce radically superior investment returns, but I think that they save a bunch of money by helping you avoid mistakes. Yes. Yes. Not falling in the hole in the first place. So that's it. But anyway, as you can hear the music it's time for us to wrap up so we're out of time for now if you would like to reach out give us a shout 541-375-0898 or email at info at littlejohnfs.com all right gang well we're out of time for now thanks until next time this has been david littlejohn and katie shook and you've been listening to true wealth on news radio 1240 kqen the preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brooks Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.